So let me get this straight. They're going to call it the University of Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be reborn from some of my student loan debt. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film with me, one of the original hosts, Mustachio. Mustachio, say hi to everybody. Hey. He's here. He's back. We love to have him. And with us, special guest. She hasn't been here in a while. If you listen to any of our early episodes, she's in a few of them. She is a scientist. That's why we like to get her here. Doc Nay. Doc Nay. Say hi to everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. We need your brain, your expertise. You need to bring up the level of this thing a little bit. because the X-brain. This thing... <laughs> thing gets pretty dumb so we need <laughs> we need your intellect we need, need your to IQ. elevate it uh i'll try i'll try okay is any science in this film valid is there any science whatsoever all of it because it's all science fiction very good it's a very sciencey <laughs> thing to, to say science fiction there's no science fact <laughs> so this week we will be fixing something that is very much science fiction in fact it is comics fiction it's just fiction all around it is x-men dark phoenix that was static (laughs) why did you make me do that look at me focus on my voice i'm not giving up on you gene she was my friend you're my family gene stop no matter what stop stop And if you stop fighting that force inside you, if you embrace it, you will possess the very power of a god. She'll kill us all. (laughs) Okay, so dark. Phoenix is the, oh my god, 10th film? Is this the 10th film in the Fox X-Men franchise? There were three with the Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry cast. There are four with this cast. There are three additional Wolverine movies. Mm-hmm. Story checks out, 10th movie. Do you have any nostalgia for X-Men? Did you watch the 90s cartoon? Were you a comics reader of X-Men? Why don't you uh, let us know, Mustachio? Oh, yeah. X-Men was the reason I quit the Boy Scouts of America. What? <laughs> what? I thought that was because of sex-men. <laughs> <laughs> Related. Related. <laughs> it certainly wasn't because of woman. Uh, because... <laughs> Because I was 10 years old and uh, didn't know about women yet. Uh, anyway, um, no, I quit, I quit the boys. Different kind of magazine? D- yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I... <laughs> Different kind of magazine. <laughs> Triple <Yeah>. X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, I I quit because of Saturday morning cartoons. I wanted to, I wanted to like get up and like watch x-men at 10 a.m but 
Forget survival skills. Yeah, Their no. Saturday morning cartoons <clears throat> were going on. Yeah, I had to, yeah, they were totally taking over my Saturday mornings for X Men, and I collected the nineteen ninety two Marvel Masterpiece cards, like where you have like the whole pantheon of mutants, villains, heroes. Uh, yeah, I, I loved X Men when I was young. Um, Who was I, your favorite X Man? Did you have one X Man or woman? As a kid, I really liked Gambit. Gambit was like the character that was always trying to hook up with Rogue. Uh, and there, was, there was always like this love triangle. He was a baller in the Saturday one. Trying to sling his gumbo. Right? Yeah, totally. He was whipping cards around. He was trying to smack that ace. <laughs> <laughs> scrap scrap all of this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Doc Nay, do you have any history with X-Men whatsoever? I was not part of the... I, I didn't read the, the books, per se, but I, I guess it was Saturday morning... Tunes, yeah, had a total lady boner for Wolverine. You like him, Harry? Mm-hmm. Tender age of eleven. Do you? <laughs> so, do, you, do you like him, Harry, to this day? Yeah. <laughs> I like them beard. Oh my god, she likes some bearded, bearded with weird, um, like reverse mohawk hair. <laughs> with that, with that widow's yes. peak going on, yeah, right. It likes some. <laughs> So wow. Uh, but no, Storm was actually my favorite. Is she a large part about why you became a scientist? Nope. Uh, that was pretty much Free Willy and Shamu. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! I uh, don't have too much connection with X-Men beyond the movies. Love the movies when they came out in the theater. Loved the original ones with Hugh Jackman and... Halle Berry and the rest of them. I'm also a fan, though, of First Class, and I really love Days of Future Past. Yeah. That might be my yep. favorite out of all of them. So, Doc Nay, last time you were here, uh, we had a sponsor. Do you remember what it what, what it was? <laughs> uh, did it have something to do with corn? Yeah, it was Spiffy Corn. Spiffy Corn! They gave us so much of it. We we definitely still have it. Would, would you like to give it another go round? Uh, I don't know. Gastrointestinal nay. Can you handle it? <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me. Uh, there's still. They sent us so much of this. Hold on. My insides are still burning. Oh, there Here. it is. There Try. it is. Here. Here. Take okay. take some. All right. All right. Still tastes like burning. <laughs> Is that a flavor burning? Does it taste like grandma? Are you tripping? Is this making you trip? What are we doing? Anyway. It tastes like grandma smells. (laughs) They cut us a long time ago, didn't they? It's not bad. We're not going to get any sponsors ever again if we talk badly about this. Talk, say how much you like spiffy corn, Doc Nay. It's super crunchy and will last centuries. It's a great uprising. It's a great weed killer. And if you need to make a movement, it's great for the movement. <laughs> Mustachio. So why don't you give us this week's fresh hot stats? All right. So I'm going to try to do this justice while 
Lady Wan is in Paris. Lady Wan uh, is always out jet setting. She's in motherfucking Paris. Yes, Can I see? always out jet setting. Mm-hmm. She gets all the sponsor money and just goes jet setting with it, and the rest of us sit here. Round round. All right. I got those fresh hot stats. So at a domestic box office, uh, thirty-five million right now is where Dark Phoenix Ew. sits. It's the it's the first film in the X Men franchise to fail to deliver a fifty-plus million dollar opening. So this franchise is going to go out with a whimper. Yeah, yeah. At the the end of twenty years, it's going out with a whimper. How about audiences though? It looks like they didn't throw down their money did the ones that did throw down their money even like it uh rotten tomatoes is giving it a 23 percent critics how about the audience score <clears throat> audience score for dark phoenix 64 percent so all right well it's considerably higher but uh they like those effects they do like those special effects summer movies your theater going experience did you do you feel like 20 percent critic 60 percent audience what where do you land? I I liked it. Um, I went into it wanting to like it. And I came out of it saying, I liked it. And JC <laughs> made fun of me very much because I liked it. <laughs> That's, uh, no, no details, just... Like the- <laughs> I, like I was entertained. Right. I did okay. not fall asleep. No, you did not fall asleep. I That's didn't true. fall asleep. Uh, I didn't fall asleep, and I fall asleep in all movies. I held my pee. <laughs> Are you kidding you me? Held, you held the pee. I held uh, pee No, I'm actually time. not joking. I, I fall asleep in every movie. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Mustachio, your experience, your theater-going experience, and whether or not you liked it. What? How was, how was your experience with this one? Well, I didn't fall asleep, so that's that's good for me. Um, and I watched it all the way through, so that's, that's like a <laughs> it's like me doing my due diligence. Um, nice. But I mean, I was I, I so I geared up for watching it by rewatching the first class and Days of Future Past. Excellent. And I go, I went into it expecting like, okay, this probably won't be as good as I want it to be. Right. I was already hearing early like kind of like trash talk about it. Um, oh yeah, this movie was pushed back multiple times. There were claims that it had terrible test screenings. Mm-hmm. And we know that the ending had been rewritten. This movie was so I mean, if that sounds confusing to you, even the cast was confused about what this like movie what was going to yeah. end up being. I have a quote here from Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan, who plays Cyclops, was asked about the original ending of Dark Phoenix. And this should tell you about even what the cast was going through while making this. Quote, it's really hard for me to remember what the ending of this movie is. Originally, it was scripted that Charles and Scott go to the UN because, man, I'm totally going to mess this up. (laughs) They go to the UN because they're going to try to tell the president that, hey, we're under attack by aliens and they've now captured Jean Grey or, you know, (laughs) whatever it is that we're going to tell them. And then Jean comes down in the front of the UN and causes... Uh, there's this huge battle between guards at the UN and Jean Grey and all the guards turn out to be scrolls and then Jean and Scott are Scott is fighting scrolls in the fountain he gets thrown in the fountain from the UN and then Jean comes down and basically fights all the scrolls off and then blasts into space basically she says goodbye to Scott and Charles and then it's all over I guess that's someone in the movie describing <laughs> what yeah what one of the endings is he uh 
people have claimed that the performances seem like actors phoning it in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, at one time, Dark Phoenix was going to be a two-part movie, and they decided just to make it one instead. Not two only parts, that, like, but two whole movies. Yes, this was the first movie that Simon Kinberg ever directed. Ever. This was a first-time director. Wow. I mean, he he was the screenwriter for First Class and like yes. and some of the other movies that were. Yes, he was the screenwriter for those films and directed this one but he was a first-time director i don't know if that played into some of the problems but anyway i'm gonna run down the list of the cast and i want you to tell me whether they were phoning it in or not phoning it in in this movie ready what do you, wait, wait, wait define phoning it in. like they brought it or they didn't they brought it or they didn't bring oh, it. brought like their x game yes okay here we go james mcavoy phoning it in or not no no michael fassbender no no Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was really fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nicholas Holt. No. Uh, no, not at all. Sophie Turner. Yeah. Really? Because I thought she was giving it her all because she needs this to jumpstart her movie career. I liked it. It she it was a tough sell going in, uh, but I think she did it. So I all give right. her a... Ty know. Sheridan, phoning it in or not? <laughs> no, I mean, he... he uh... He did as much as he cared about. Yeah, I feel very neutral. I, I can't go. I, I'm getting an A. Alexandra Ship Storm. No. No. Evan Peters. Quicksilver. No. <laughs> Cody Smith McPhee. Nightcrawler. He brings it. Jessica Chastain. No, but I have some qualms. I am not Jessica Chastain. So don't you tell me I was great in Interstellar. Go up to Jessica instead and you can tell her See her face and know my pain Jessica Chastain So before we get started on the, on fixing this movie, let me go ahead and give you a quick rundown of this plot. I am going to read a plot summary provided by Poop Shoot Movie Pooper because they wipe away the excess <laughs> Quick and Dirty by Movie Pooper The X-Men are now seen as nationwide heroes after defeating Apocalypse, but a new problem arises when they head into space to rescue stranded astronauts, and Jean Grey is exposed to a powerful energy force that gives her the powers of the Phoenix. Although she is impressed by her new powers, she realizes she can barely control it. After Jean learns her father is alive, after supposedly dying in a car accident with her mother, she learns that he willingly gave her up to Charles Xavier since he blamed her for the accident as it was her powers that caused it. When the other X-Men arrive to get her back, Jean ends up hurting Quicksilver and killing Mystique before fleeing to the island of Genosha. She asks for Mosquito's help. No, not Mosquito. (laughs) She asks for Magneto's help, but he turns her away after seeing her attack a team of soldiers. He is convinced to go kill her after Beast shows up to tell him that she killed Mystique. Jean is found by Vuk, leader of the Dabari alien race that was tracking the energy force that destroyed their home planet and later entered Jean's body. Magneto and Beast head to New York City to kill Jean, but Charles goes with Storm, Cyclops, and Nightcrawler to stop her. After a fierce battle, Jean appears to forgive Charles for suppressing her childhood memories, which led her to turn to darkness, but they are captured by a government mutant containment group. The Dabari attack the train with the mutants and kill the soldiers before the X-Men are freed and fight back. Vuk, who had absorbed some of Jean's powers, comes to finish the job, but Jean fights back and destroys Vuk 
in outer space before seemingly being killed by the powerful blast. The Mutant Academy is renamed in Jean's memory while Charles retires. He remains close friends with Magneto while a shot of a flaming phoenix in the sky implies Jean is alive. The end of 10 movies. <laughs> so we know that a lot of people work on a movie. Before we fix this movie, let's say something we liked about this movie. Why don't you go first, guest Doc Nay? I, I liked it. I liked the fact that I did not watch uh, two hours of Sansa. Sansa. She, really came in, she, she came into her own. Yep. Uh, she owned the role. They, uh, kind of a small detail. I like the details. Her makeup was great. Uh, I think that it captured like a different character and mood and everything. Mustachio, what's one thing you liked about this movie? I liked when Magneto crushed the train car. I thought the train sequence in general was the strongest sequence there was. It didn't seem like the movie just kind of found its footing right then. Yeah, it felt like it was like a an intentional build to something where we could have we could have had that last action sequence midway through the movie. Right. For something that was supposed to be the culmination of these four films and an event as big as the Dark Phoenix saga, mm -hmm. I thought that that train sequence felt like a middle of the movie sequence to me. Yeah. But the train sequence was great. I thought that was the, the high point of the movie. You stole mine, Mustachio. Well, what else did you really like about this movie? I also thought that the train sequence showed that Simon Kinberg is capable of directing action. And I think that this movie also showed that he was worthy yeah. of getting another directing job. Maybe no more writing jobs because this was garbage. But <laughs> All right, well, with that, with those niceties out of the way, with that bullshit out of the way, it's time to fix this movie. What do you say we fix this movie? Do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> X4. Okay, so, Screen Fix Original? Me? Why don't you go first, Mustachio? What is your first fix? My biggest problem with the movie is, like, Raven's death scene. Ah. Uh, it felt so synthetic and forced. I, I could tell right after Charles Xavier said, no, give her a chance, you know. I knew right then that's oh she's gonna die. Um, yeah. So as opposed to her dying in that way where it felt forced, I wanted Dark Phoenix to still kill cops, still uh, wound Quicksilver, and flee to the village of Magneto, uh, Genosha, and I wanted Raven and Beast to arrive in the helicopter along with police in their helicopters, and I wanted them to right. confront Jean Grey. And there, Jean Grey takes a helicopter and, like, Shadow throws it into Raven and kills her. Oh, you want Raven's head lopped off by a helicopter blade. I wanted blue bits everywhere, like, Ugh. and I'm sure Jennifer Lawrence would, too. Well, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, I feel like, checked out of this series after Days of Future Past. I feel like Jennifer Lawrence is very good about getting herself involved in franchises and getting herself big contracts and then immediately regretting it. Like, I feel like she was probably over Hunger Games <laughs> before the last two and definitely over this franchise yeah. before the last yeah. two. Because she doesn't read it in that far. They're like, oh, yeah, these are like several books. 
She's like, wait, what? <laughs> Maybe she just, you know, she was like, whatever. I originally came from the Bill Engvall show. <laughs> yeah, these contracts sound great. And she just started signing away. <laughs> <laughs> the Bill Engvall show. Hey. Hey, Lauren. Uh, since all my baby pictures are gone, maybe you can help me remember. Was my eighth birthday party the one with the princess bouncy house? <laughs> no, that was my eighth birthday. Maybe she was so visibly checked out that the director was like, let's just kill her today. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Whatever this scene is, let's just let's just kill her. The debris from the, the house impales her. Yeah. <laughs> She doesn't. She doesn't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here. She's burping in in the middle of in the middle of takes. <laughs> Let's get her out of here. I feel like this series, this second series, of course, the first series, Mystique was played by the oh so dreamy Rebecca Romijn Stamos. Back then, she was Stamos. No, <laughs> don't Stamos her <laughs> with Stamos <laughs> with that Full House funk. Don't do it. Um, In this one, I feel like they had such a big star in Jennifer Lawrence that they really pushed her character to the forefront. And you're right. Her death could have used much more. Great fix. I'm kind of glad that I forgot about it and got on to the rest of the movie. (laughs) You also wonder if any of these characters in these last four X-Men films, if you cared about any of them enough to even care about Mystique's death, no matter how much gravitas you gave it. Uh, Like, there wasn't a part of me that died because she died. For for me. (laughs) Because she's not hairy. If if she had more more body hair, you would have been really sad. Yeah, Yeah, less scales, more hair. Okay, Doc Nay, special guest, why don't you give us your first fix? So it's obvious that Jennifer Lawrence is the younger Rebecca Romaine. Stamos. No! And then they kill her. But then what happens with mm-hmm. the rest of the previous first three? Right, it, it doesn't fit with the continuity of the fact that Rebecca Romaine's mystique mm-hmm. would still be alive. Right. in the later films yeah so do you think there's someone else that could have died that would have served that purpose of giving us that dramatic beat but not messed with the continuity uh some of the characters that they brought in quicksilver okay yeah, quicksilver could have died instead they just hurt quicksilver and they could have easily killed quicksilver because he's not in the yeah the original three right he just and that would have pissed up. off a lot of fans because his solo scenes are sought after. They're so that great. also could have, because I know Magneto was mad. That could have pissed off Magneto because Quicksilver is Magneto's son. Yep. Oh, that's and they right. Didn't reveal it. So that could have worked on another level. Can you imagine if they had killed Quicksilver and then they reveal that that's Magneto's son and that causes him to be very angry? He'd have like a legitimate reason to be angry. Nice. That's a much better use too of. Fastbender Peters. Ooh, say that together. Fastbender Peters? Sounds like some prison shit. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) 
JC, give us your first fix, please. Okay. Comics fans will know that the Dark Phoenix is something that runs through many, many years in many comics. It's almost like Jean Grey is a ticking time bomb that's always been waiting to go off. The Dark Phoenix has been aware of her since she was a child. So... I actually would like to change the beginning of the movie. The opening scene is her causing her mother's death. And the parents give Jean Grey up to Charles Xavier because the father doesn't know what to do with her. That's true to the comics, but that's true to the comics since 2010. They retconned her origin story, but the original way that Charles Xavier and the Phoenix energy becomes aware of Jean Grey is because a friend of hers is a little girl that gets hit by a car. When she sees her friend get hit by a car, she merges like kind of consciousness with her friend. She goes into her mind and young Jean Grey, little girl Jean Grey experiences death and when she experiences death she lets off this burst of energy and that's how Charles Xavier finds her because he feels that that energy but also way out in the cosmos way out in the multiverse omniverse the phoenix force is also alerted to her presence at that same time and I would have liked that scene to let you know that this energy has been aware of her for a long 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 time yeah and at the same time I would like that scene to introduce the energy. There's also a moment in the comics where the Phoenix energy enters her to test her out to whether she'd be a good host. Because in every multiverse, there is someone who can successfully contain the energy of the of the Phoenix. And in this reality, it's Jean Grey. So there is a moment in the comics where the Phoenix energy comes and just tests her out and is like, basically alerts everyone. She's going to be really powerful. She's going to destroy you all. And then like goes away. I like those teases. Now, I would like the earlier tease about Phoenix energy being alerted to her. And then I want the energy to enter her in a very similar way as it does in the comics. In this one, it's just like, it seems like a random energy field that just floating out in space but in the comic it's not a random energy field the phoenix force is the sum total of all life that has and will ever exist ever it's basically the force of all existence in the omniverse right and the omniverse transcends multiverses transcends everything like even things in our reality supposedly exist in the omniverse it's it's the sole force of everything Mm -hmm. ever at the same time it's sentient it's not random i want them to go into space it goes awry They all get exposed to some crazy radiation. The X-Men are all dying. Jean Grey is dying. And the Phoenix Force approaches Jean Grey and says, Absorb me. I can save you and Jean Grey chooses to allow the Phoenix Force to absorb into her it saves her life and saves the life of the rest of the X-Men that have been exposed to this radiation and that's how she gets that Phoenix Force power I think it makes more sense than random cloud instead of the Phoenix Force finding her by chance you wanted it to be seeking her out and we 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 knew that yes and it takes this opportunity where she's dying to absorb into her that's good that that adds to the gravity of it and you know just like gravity we can have sandra bullock out there. It's like a dead george clooney is out there too
Mustachio, why don't you give us your next fix? <laughs> All right. Um, so with the whole like scene um, of of Jean Grey going to Magneto's like uh, village, uh, I didn't like how there was just so much like, what are you doing here? And then after that, like when Beast gets there via helicopter, mm-hmm. he's like, didn't you know? And like all this stuff is just like so like laggy, like with the story. So with my first fix, you know, yeah. fixing the death scene to happen there, you don't have all this, didn't you know? What are you doing here? So if you have that there, then if this, the second fix of mine is Magneto's uh, motive for wanting to kill Jean Grey. They said, you know, it's kind of like he wants to avenge Raven. Well, that's that's stupid yeah. because he's not like the, you know, avenging type. He's the kind that when Days of Future passed, yeah. when he finds out that Raven is the key to Bolivar task killing everyone, then he wants to kill her immediately. So it doesn't fit his M.O. to just have him go after Jean Grey for that. I My fix is that he goes after Jean Grey because he knows that with her new power, she can kill all life. So he doesn't have much of a, a moral compass. No. Like he, and then he changes at the drop of a dime. It's just like 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 he makes decisions he in a very fast bender way. Um, you can allow that bad pun, <laughs> Doc Nay. He's the type that will that will do what needs to be done. He he'll be the one to to pull the trigger. Yeah, and he does, and then he guides the bullet. So let that let that be. Let that be in this movie. Let that be like for his like desire to go kill Jean Grey. Let it be for something else, and that that frees up a lot of time to add more Quicksilver scene in there, solo scene would have been nice. That's true. That's actually a great fix because this movie has too much of people not hating Jean Grey, and somebody needed to be the like adult in the room and be like, "We need to kill Jean yeah. Grey." And that should have been. Yeah, and and Magneto. Charles Xavier can still come after him and say, "Don't kill her," you know. But it's just still, it still follows the same arc. He was too drunk, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he was kind of a drunk ass in this that movie. That was one of my fixes. <laughs> Charles Xavier yeah. doesn't get drunk. I I, I like, read somewhere on. that someone likened him to uh, an overbearing sports youth parent pushing pushing his kids too far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can see that. Right. I don't wanna run anymore. Do You're never it, Billy! Be the best. Do it! You're never gonna be the best. You're gonna play all these sports. Put a smile on your face. Do it. I wanna take ballet, pussy. <laughs> I wanna go to science camp. <laughs> hey, science is cool, dude. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, obviously your parents didn't push you towards sports. <laughs> she's sciencey. So they were like, she is not athletic. We need her in science camp now. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you stay inside? <laughs> why don't you stay inside? <laughs> All right, Doc Nay, it's time for your next fix. All right, so we're this far into the series, and I think why bring in these low-rate villains? <laughs> yeah. And... Like, yeah, like, because there's this. This is the last one for Fox, so why not just go all out and give us like all the crazy fan favorite X Men? Yeah, stack it up. It, like, why give us Dread Sky? <laughs> Dread we've, we've never Dreads seen him before. He's he a, he's a Rasta with hair. He's a Rasta Scarian. 
He's like a he's like a Rasta Indiana Jones. He's just whipping things. <laughs> like that guy doesn't scare me. Like we have bad hair days all the time. Like, <laughs> you are not day. scary to me. That's his X Men name, Bad Hair Day. That's good. That's good. Yeah, right. Like with the uh, the the villains. Like didn't they seem like the lower tier? bad guy cards that you would get in the collectible set like the ones that oh yeah i would yeah. trade dread who would dude. who would trade it with you <laughs> i would totally like, trade it damn it who would like, trade it i mean like what i've got gambit i've got dread guy i'd trade it to my little brother that's what we did yeah you got your little all the brother shit was ones. dumb <laughs> he got all the shit ones <laughs> yeah it's like what is his superpower oh he whips people with his nappy hair <laughs> Makes them smell like patchouli afterwards. Yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> patchouli whip in the face. That's what it is. He's so disgusting because nobody wants that like <laughs> that like greasy patchouli hair. He's actually really powerful. Just his powers of disgust. Like as far as like the villains in this, like I, I agree, um, Doc Nae, that they don't give us enough. Like there's a character in there named Celine. Dion? No, not. <laughs> Because she's, one's with an S. because she's really powerful. I'm pretty sure she's a mutant. <laughs> she, she can move icebergs. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. She can make people... <laughs> That's her power. So, like, with Celine, this character that, like, shows up in Magneto's village, we see her die off on the train. And we don't even really know who she was. It's like it's supposed to be like this intense death scene where she gets pulled out of the train car and he just yells, Celine. It's like, what? Wait, were we supposed to care about that? So I, I agree. Like just the, the lower tier bad guy cards, they could have thrown them all at us. Maybe she was his lady. Yeah. And he was her X-Men. <laughs> He really shit on your It's. (laughs) So, JC, last fix? Oh, yeah. This was the final film for Fox, pushed back so many times. And I said this previously, I thought the train fight was a great, like a nice... Mid-film action Mm -hmm. scene. So what did I want for the end action scene? Well, I'm going to tell you. In the comics, and I know I keep saying in the comics, but so the Phoenix energy is almost like a child. Like it is the energy of all existence and it goes into Jean Grey. And what happens is Cyclops dies and the Phoenix energy feels all of these human feelings. And that's what the Phoenix energy can't handle are these human emotions and that's what causes the phoenix energy to freak out so what i want is cyclops to be killed phoenix goes crazy because it's feeling loss grief emotions that it can't handle phoenix turns on the x-men beats the x-men and then i want phoenix to take off into space i know in the comics phoenix has so much power that it it makes Spider-Man's spider sense tingle. Doctor Strange knows something is wrong. Silver Surfer is like, there's another star child somewhere. Like, Phoenix energy goes ballistic when Scott dies, when Cyclops is killed. 
it goes phoenix is so confused and distraught over these human emotions that in the comics she destroys a star and annihilates a race of people that live on this planet now also in the comics there's the shiar empire and the shiar empire is basically the biggest empire in the galaxy they're like rome essentially they're an empire made up of multiple races and essentially phoenix freaks out and blows up one of the races that are part of this empire okay so she gets the attention of this this empire who's like what the hell is this we just lost a whole race of people that are part of our empire she goes back to earth this is what i want she goes back to earth she is distraught you know because phoenix is crazy and it's this like tug of war between craziness and calmness and craziness and calmness in a moment of clarity she tells one of them to kill her it's not wolverine in this one because wolverine is not in this of course in in the comic she tells wolverine to kill her but in this one she wants the x-men to kill her cyclops i want to not be dead and cyclops calms her down this phoenix is experiencing love for the first time and he's still alive so it calms her down so love wins but then in that moment the shiar transport the x-men to their 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 planet with all with all of the x-men and the now calm down phoenix under the control of jean gray with a little help from professor xavier too so they're keeping it at bay the shiar though are angry and they say yo phoenix just killed an entire race that's part of our empire now in the rules of this empire and this is in the comics they ask for trial by combat like in friggin game of thrones so they ask for trial by combat which is within the rules of this empire and at that moment great emotional moment all of the x-men who were just fighting gene slash phoenix are now willing to die for gene and there is a, an amazing battle battle between all of the x-men against the shiar imperial guard which is made up of some of the best fighters from across multiple races of beings you ratchet up the spectacle because now you're going to get the x-men against these great champions from across the universe and basically the x-men are getting destroyed jean gray sees that all of the x-men are fighting on behalf of her she sees it the phoenix power sees it jean knows that she needs to die and jean sacrifices herself to save scott to save all of the x-men she destroys herself everything goes back to normal and it's a dramatic amazing ending rather than what we got so that sounds like a whole new movie it sounds like you are maybe a proponent of making this a two-part no and maybe that could have happened this is a whole new act three. Yeah, he wanted like a big climactic like battle scene. I wanted this movie to go out, balls to the wall, leaving nothing behind. Yeah. Nothing behind. Because this is it. So I don't want a small, small story where the biggest thing that happens is there's a train fight. I want them to go all out. Space, battle, sacrifice. Yeah. I really wanted the emotional beat of, yeah, Jean Grey and the Phoenix just fought us. But we're willing to fight you to, to save her. So it's almost like that whole thing where it's like, I can call my sibling a piece of shit, but you can't. That's exactly it. Because that's fucking love. That's <laughs> fucking love. So I guess without further ado, we should consider this movie Screen Fist. Screen Fist. Screen Fist. Screen Fist. Screen fist. Ah.
Do you have a final thought, Doc Nay? I liked it. All right. Do you have a fi- <laughs> Do you have a final <laughs> thought, Mustachio? I would have liked some Michael Fassbender speaking German in the film. <laughs> I could have done. Nice. I could have worked with that again. Da. Yeah, da. Could have. I wanted more of like him. Mine pistola is faced right at your. You know. I don't know. <laughs> I wanted some. I wanted some fastbender German to, to hearken to other characters that I love him in so much. You wanted uncanny bastards. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I wanted in, in, in glorious. I wanted glorious. Glorious X Men. My final thought is. Where the hell are the characters from Apocalypse that were left over? Like they just disposed of they them. They chose to dispose of all of the X Men that they in- the new X Men that they introduced in Apocalypse, which I think would have been amazing in this story. They even get rid of other characters, like people that are not X Men, like Moira McTaggart, who at the end of Apocalypse was Charles Xavier's love interest. She's Any- such a strong part of that storyline. Yeah, just any yeah, exactly, just yeah. anything from. Yeah, just the whole movie from x-men apocalypse like anything from x-men apocalypse i feel like should have been in this movie all right so let me go ahead and send us home you can oh boy i don't i don't usually do this where is lady Wan? god damn it jet setting and shit uh let me see let me see let me see if i can fudge my way through this um taking pictures by the scene please rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts we're also available on spotify stitcher you can reach us at screenfixpod.com please talk with us on facebook we're on twitter we are everywhere that podcasts are and everywhere you can talk about movies we also have a patreon account where you can donate to the show let's all harmonize the original 90s x-men theme i'll be low you be very high you be the middle ready mustachio we're gonna barbershop quartet this ready do 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 and go did not realize really what i was doing there i like forgot you were like a lady i literally like put the microphone like in her vagina again she does have a lot to say did you just say your vagina has a lot to say she does